Hey there guys, this is Dave from DC On Screen. I just wanted to let you know that DC On Screen is now officially a part of the 11th Annual People's Podcast Awards. If you would like to vote for DC On Screen, go to podcastawards.com, scroll to the bottom, and write us in on the TV and film ballot on the right-hand side. Then, on the left-hand side, put your name, your email address, then submit. Importantly, you can nominate up to 20 shows for different categories, but you could submit the nomination form only one time. Make sure you nominate all your favorite shows in their respective category. Once you hit submit, that's it. You're done for 2016. Can't go back. Can't do it again. Settle in now for a brand new episode of DC On Screen. Welcome in to DC On Screen, a podcast about the DC Universe properties being brought to the big and small screen. This is episode 163. It is our weekly news episode. If it's been officially released, it may be spoiled. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hiya. Howdy, Jason. Howdy. How's your week going, buddy? Uh, it's seven days long. <laughs> oh, you... Weisenheimer. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you just want to jump right into it then? Of course I do. We got a lot of news. Knock it out. First up, Honest Trailers. Do you Are you familiar with Honest Trailers? Uh, yes. All right. They finally did. They did like a whole voting thing. They finally did a Superman Returns uh, <laughs> Honest Trailer. Nice. Um, I, I will be uh, providing a link to the uh to the video a uh, couple of great lines that i thought you would enjoy uh from this honest trailer before the balls to the wall mayhem of man of steel but before the balls to the wall nonsense of superman 4 <laughs> <laughs> but after the balls to the wall nonsense of superman 4 there was the balls to the wall boredom of superman returns <laughs> oh yeah also also in a film where Superman saves tons of people but still has time to be a boring, mopey dick. See, Zach, you can have it both ways. Oh, <laughs> It made me laugh, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. It was good. It was a good trailer. It was funny. Um, so we'll jump over into Batman v Superman news. Uh, there's not a lot left. <laughs> no, I we're we're finally kind of getting yeah. to like if we had such a thing as a news cycle, I feel like we're 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 near the end. Yeah. Uh Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice has officially beaten Iron Man. <laughs> Iron Man proper? One? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah. It's got uh 319.5 million just above the 318.4 million domestic that Iron Man made. Nice. Um, I got this from uh, the, from MovieWeb.com. I'll, I'll provide a link, of course. Um, it said The article said, uh, If Batman v Superman was in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, his current domestic tally would make it the fifth highest grossing movie in the franchise. Behind Guardians of the Galaxy, Iron Man 3, Avengers Age of Ultron, and The Avengers. Uh, that does put it worldwide at 851,583,636. That's decent company. Um, was that mm-hmm. this week? Because I think you you yeah. quoted something like the eight fifty figure last week. Uh, I think it was. I think it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I quoted last week. I just. I just go to Box Office Mojo and look at the world and see what's thing. happening. See what's going on. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got you. I. I, I mean, I, I would love to be able to offer more to that, but I haven't had time to look it up. Yeah, I mean, I haven't had much time myself. Um. So um, 
we're getting down to some nitty gritty stuff with Batman v Superman, like the Mattel multiverse line. I, I'm sure you guys, if any of you guys out there, I'll try to keep it quick. If you don't collect action figures, I'm sorry. The Mattel multiverse line, uh, these are figures, six inch figures that have multiple points of articulation. The Batman v Superman, uh, multiverse, uh, um, line though, has this like connect, collect and connect feature where you like collect all the figures and it comes with a piece usually have a larger figure that wouldn't that's bigger than the six inch line in this case it is batman's grapnel blaster which looks awesome yep um <laughs> and they've had this this uh this one character that was uh was a mystery character they finally revealed it they um they released it to actionfigureinsider.com it is the bat creature from uh that bust out of martha wayne's tomb in uh, one of Bruce Wayne's dream sequences. Hmm. So I don't, it's pretty fully designed. So I'm guessing that that creature was, <laughs> maybe that creature showed up a little more in the uh, three and three hour cut, three or four hour cut, whichever it was. It, it seems like it. Cause that's one of the scenes that, uh, I mean, probably shouldn't have been in the movie. It could it have been cut. Weird. It didn't really, it could have been, it was fine. I had nothing against it, but it, if you're really pressing me for time, yeah, it could have gone. It could have gone. It didn't yeah. serve any purpose within this cut of the movie. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. other than to uh, give him a reason to wake up and drink wine, and Alfred have a—that's probably why they kept it. Honestly, is there's a conversation with Alfred <laughs> about the wine cellar. Yeah, you know what they should have done instead of the bat creature is have like sort of a, um, I don't know, ethereal version of Batman, like sort of just like a uh, light behind the silhouette like floating above in dream sequence, like talking to Bruce, like diminishing him. Cause that's, that's com That's source material precedent, man. Yeah. That's the, like, that's split personality Dark returns. Is that what you're going for? Um, actually, no, it was, uh, from the, uh, Bruce. Well, sort of, they just had like the monologue box in uh, dark Knight returns. But, um, in, uh, when Bruce Wayne was thought to have murdered, uh, I think Vesper Fairchild, Hmm. It was like the Bruce Wayne murderer storyline. Mm -hmm. Like he basically like does away with Bruce Wayne, like has Bruce Wayne flee the country. And he's just like overjoyed with this as much as Batman can be, because it means that he can be Batman fully now. <laughs> like Bruce Wayne is dead. I am Batman. <laughs> yeah. And like, he's got this like ethereal, like Batman silhouette, like cape and cowl and like shrouded in darkness with a light behind it. Like talking to him and being like, I don't know. You probably did kill her, but you're Batman now. So, no, no need to be Bruce Wayne. Who the hell cares he what Bruce Wayne did? He, yeah. he probably didn't say that. He probably did it, but he's like, whatever. The, Bruce Wayne was a shell. It was a, you know, <laughs> it was a, it was a fake persona anyway. Right. It was pretty interesting. Uh, but that could have been cool. Anyway, uh, falls under recommended released, reading, I suppose. It is recommended reading. <laughs> I would recommend it. Uh, Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice, the tech manual has come out and it's showcased a bunch of different things, uh, close up looks at weapons, uh, Batman's cowl, um, a number of the different bat symbols that Zack Snyder, over 30, apparently bat symbols that Zack Snyder had made up, um, you know, in the, in the course of making the film, yeah, just to see what they wanted to go with. Uh, it looks like it's pretty cool. I might actually wind up getting this book. Um, everyone online is kind of jumping on this thing going like, look, Robin was a murderer too. <laughs> because it showcases this halberd weapon that's sort of like it's a two-handed like battle axe <laughs> like, oh. there's no way you could use this thing without eviscerating someone <laughs> so he was cutting mofos 
I guess so. Um, but you know, that's not canon because it didn't make it to the movie. So you know, <laughs> hopefully he understands fan reactions and just kind of like never plays that up. Um, no, in fact, he, uh, no, and just knowing Snyder, he may have put that in the book specifically to troll anyone. By that point, he he may have. Um, next to the designs in the book, it says Robin's halberd. Uh, sorry, it says Robin's desecrated suit stands as a reminder for Batman of just what's at stake when he fails to get the better of the criminals he spends his life trying to bring to justice. This idea also fed through into Robin's weapon. Originally designed and constructed as a complete item, as filming drew closer, the director decided to feature it as a broken artifact instead. That was Zack saying, that was Zach saying uh, look, maybe we should just make it look like it's been broken and, and smashed, uh, says prop master Doug Harlocker. So we deconstructed it in order to film it. I think that was probably Zach going, uh, no, it looks too brutal. <laughs> we should maybe <laughs> not make it look like he was running around with a battle axe. And also, it makes for a better scene, too. You know, you can see, you, you can imagine Robin fighting for his life and just his weapons failing him, you know? It, right. If that's how that went or down. If he has a battle axe, it, you kind of start sympathizing with the choker. You're like, uh, I don't know if a crowbar yeah. was enough to bring to that battle. Yeah. Hey, he had a crowbar. But it was assuming. a long crowbar. Jason had a battle axe. It was a very rusty crowbar. Yeah, no. Might have gotten tetanus. Um, <laughs> but details have also emerged. Uh, on Wonder Woman's sword, uh, there's there's an eagle theme that Zack Snyder was really playing with a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also, um, apparently Zack Snyder and Doug Harlocker uh, got together with a linguist and they came up with a new language so they could inscribe a phrase from Joseph Campbell's book, Goddesses, Mystery of the Feminine Divine, mm. into the blade. And when it translated, the quote is, life is killing all the time and so the goddess kills herself in the sacrifice of her own animal. Hmm. Okay. So yeah, uh, the article, one of the articles I read about this, said, "Oh, and Batman's suit has brass knuckles built into the gloves. If he's not gunning you down, he's giving you a gnarly concussion." <laughs> <laughs> that is is beyond precedented, man. That's that's basically canon. Those uh, those things are his uh, gauntlets are reinforced. That has been well established. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't just hit you with the power of of like a dude hitting you. It's yeah. It's, it it hurts. So. I'm going to go back to action figures really quick. Metacom is going to be producing, uh, they, they do the Moffex figures, the, which are like, uh, six inch tall, uh, figures with like different heads and different hands and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're really badass. I, I really dig them. I've got one of their jokers sitting on my, on my desk right here. <laughs> um, they are producing the, uh, the new Jared, one of the, they have a new Jared Leto, gosh, Leto, Jared Leto you can do Joker this. figure. I know. Um, he's got the purple duster. He's got the, uh, <laughs> the cane. Uh, they put him like in the, 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 the pimp outfit from the, uh, what, was, they what were they did. doing? Empire? Was it Empire magazine that was doing those covers? Yeah. I mean, he's got that in the movie though, too. Oh yeah. No, no I just, uh, just trying to remember that magazine. It was a great shot of him. It says, uh, yeah, it says, uh, it looks like he hasn't changed out of his Arkham Asylum scrubs, or maybe he just never does. Um, I saw pictures of this thing. It looks amazing. This is going to be a part of my collection at some point. I, I, above all, like, if there's, like, a line that comes out that I just, like, I don't really care about, I'm probably not going to buy any of it unless it has a Joker figure, in which case I always go, but my Joker collection. <laughs> <laughs> it will, le- it will be left wanting. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, he wasn't my favorite version of the character, but I've got like a 12-inch Heath Ledger Joker. Yeah. <laughs> so all the other, all the other, all the six-inch versions looking of them didn't look Ledger, great. too. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I do, I mean, even, you know, the, the Batman animated series, that little five-season thing they did. Mm-hmm. I mean, with like Rastafarian slash uh, <laughs> multicolored straight jacket Joker mm-hmm. that was voiced by, uh, who was it, uh, Kevin Michael Richards? Uh, like anyway. I think so. And then uh, there's a real dark spot where, of all people, John DiMaggio, I think, did a, a version of the character that I, I loved him. That was him. under the Red Hood. Yeah. That was the Under the Red Hood like, movie. I, I yeah. can't remember if that was the one where I, I didn't like how I was drawn, but I loved the voice. Uh, I think it was, yeah. They started it, They started trying to save money on the Joker's uh, face, frankly. Um, so he turned into oh, some sort of beetle creature. In the, well, I'm talking about the actual TAS. Oh, no, um, no, no, no. Yeah, that wasn't... <laughs> and it kept the evolving beetle creature was. Yeah, the beetle creature was TAS, and then they kind of went back to like a combination of... The Beatle version that was very streamlined, but also like the original BTAS. That was in BTAS straight up. Like um, the uh, the John DiMaggio Joker from Under the Red Hood was actually way more intricate than any of them. Really? Okay, maybe. I've... Yeah. Nah, it's been too long. I gotta watch. I gotta watch that anyway. More of a lantern jaw. Um. Anyway, they've uh, they've also they're also gonna release a uh, the same company is also releasing a uh, Nightmare Batman. That just looks badass. He's got all like the weapons and stuff from the dream sequence. He's got the the little goggles that will actually come down over the head. He's got like got his duster and all that. Everything. Yeah, yeah. Looks great. Yeah. I want it so bad. Anyway, uh, over to Suicide Squad using using the uh, the Leto Joker as the jumping point. I sure. Guess. <laughs> the segue point. Yeah. There is a new Suicide Squad photo of Deadshot and Harley Quinn. She's kind of giving him a flirty look flirty little smile mm-hmm. so i mean i don't know other people are saying it's a devilish smile i don't think those two are dissimilar when it comes to harley i so think she would describe it as on. a vexing smile <laughs> uh kevin fukuhara sorry kevin karen fukuhara is talking about katana in suicide squad as hmm. the actress who's playing her she says she's very loyal to amanda waller and rick flag she works under them and keeps a rowdy bunch in line she's a protector and a fierce warrior um, she also uh, speaks to her pa- her powers in the movie. She says she has her husband's soul in her sword, and I got to talk to Maceo throughout the film. And yes, of course, that's in the film. So you'll have to wait and see how much of that plays <laughs> into the movie. <laughs> awesome. Uh, more Suicide Squad news. This is going to be the one that we're talking about a lot now because this is about to come out. Uh, Leto and Robbie are talking about Joker and Harley. Uh, first up, Jared Leto. Um, he says it was a conscious decision between him and his team and the team there at the at the movie to give him a new direction. He says we walked in a, a completely new direction. I think we knew that we had to do that. It was important to do that. When the Joker has been done and done so well, it gives you a bit of an indication of where you shouldn't go. Uh, there's a bit of a map there. That's the good part about it. Um, he says it was you know quite an honor to play the the character that so many have played and. He says, I'm just the latest in the long list of people who have redefined and reinvented this character. The actors, the voice actors, the television series, the writers, the artists, and the fans. People have taken the Joker and reinvented and redefined for 75 years. It is really special to be asked to do that. Um, I like how much he likes this character. He says that he researched other possible ways on how he can rival Heath Ledger and Jack Nicholson's portrayal of the Joker. (laughs) He apparently actually also went and met 
with real psychopaths mm-hmm. and talk to their psychiatrists <laughs> so he could better immerse himself into into the Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, he says he met with criminals who have done heinous crimes. <laughs> um, yeah. He says the uh, the Joker's final look, they they were, you know, looking at a lot of the source material and, and mi- mixing and matching. He says the, the final look, the silver teeth and the green hair were all results of his collaboration with Ayer. The tattoos were solely David Ayer's idea. So we know who to blame for the tats. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that and Frank Miller. I don't know. Um, so far, the the tats I, I was uh, off put at first, and right now I'm I'm so happy with what I've been hearing from Leto that I kind of don't care about him anymore. Mm-hmm. Not even damaged at this point. Not even damaged. Really, I don't I don't give a damn. Let's do this. Uh, yeah. So um, as far as Robbie though, uh, this the article says uh, the idea was to take Joker in all the in in all new direction to have his girlfriend and hitchwoman Harley Quinn by his side. Uh, Robbie playing the role of Quinn also explained her research process for adding depth to the character. She says, I did a lot of research on mental illness and codependency. Uh-huh. I was trying to access a way into understanding why she's so in love with the Joker. Mm-hmm. I kind of decided that she's codependent on him. Now that I've done the research, I realize <laughs> that that's more of an addiction than an illness. That's not inaccurate, actually. Yeah. I'm, they're saying all the right things for me at this point. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. Um, David Ayer has new comments about Suicide Squad and Jared, Jared Leto. Uh, he says, it's tough directing the Joker because the Joker's going to do what the Joker does. You can steer the Joker, but I mean, Leto showed up and he was the Joker. That was the easy part. He did a lot of work on that character. You got to be respectful. 75 years of pop culture. The most well-known villain in modern fiction is a scary job to tackle and he killed it. Mm, um, that's nice to hear. He also talked about the, uh, the Suicide Squad coming together as a family. He says, it's got a lot of soul, it's fun, it's funny, but at the end of the day, it's really about the journey these characters take together. They start out separate, and they grow into a family, and they discover that together, as a family, they can do anything. Cool. Have they... Yeah. Uh, forgive me. Uh, have they confirmed Suicide Squad 2, or is that just a thing we're sure is going to happen? <laughs> um, I don't think it's been confirmed, no. I don't remember it actually being confirmed, but I didn't... I... Felt I should just ask, but oh come on, gotta happen, right? Yeah. You're gonna get all the growth in this movie, and then probably the second movie, like like all team bonding movies, you'll get the 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 dissidents in the next one, right? The will they break up? Right. I you know I don't know. I I kind of don't want them to be like a family necessarily. I can see what I I kind of have a version of that in my head that would work that I want to work, mm-hmm. and then like I want it to like I want about half of them who want to kill each other to be really be like a real family. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I, I I think there's, there's a way to do it and I hope they, they nail it. I really do. Mm. Um, So far the thing looks great. So mm -hmm. apparently someone on the internet pointed out and I had to go back and look and it looks like it, but uh, someone on the internet pointed out that uh, in the courtyard scene in the suicide squad trailer, when you see uh, Harley's trunk, Mm -hmm. you can see an outfit laying on the ground and it is the court jester suit. Oh, oh, that's good. And they had that. They tried that suit on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, she said that they tried in, every in suit. In pre-production, they pretty much like fabricated everything she's ever been in and just had her had her hang out in it for a second. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see that. It's just a tiny little nod as a discarded item. Eh, I'll do this instead. Yeah. Um, I'm also gonna post this in the in the uh, the show notes. Uh, someone uh, made a trailer of the Suicide Squad with the Friends opening credits. <laughs> so, it's pretty well done, man. It's, I mean, you know, how much can you talk about it? But it was really well done. It looked good. 
Somebody put some uh, love into that at least, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Uh so on over to Wonder Woman. Apparently mm. um I love that she's gonna be a segment now that we can start doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Which now is like Wonder Woman right now is where we were when we started this show a year ago. Yeah. Um Wonder Woman is at the point Suicide Squad was. We're like all we had we keep getting set pics and set videos <laughs> and stuff. Um Right. So uh First up, though, uh, Gal Gadot uh, put up a picture on her Instagram account uh, that featured uh, Connie Nielsen, uh, boxer Ann Wolf, and also uh, Victoria's Secret model uh, Doutzen Crows. And uh, she uh, <laughs> referred to them as her Amazonian sisters. Uh, to my knowledge, this is the first time we've talked about Doutzen Crows being a part of this movie, so I don't know who that person is. Not a clue. But, I mean, she looks like she's an Amazon, an Amazonian, so whatever. Sounds cool. right. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, there is There are Wonder Woman set videos. It uh, looks like a, sort of an Amazonian marketplace or something. Yeah, it's being shot in Matera, Italy, with uh, that location standing in for the island of Themyscira. Um Right. So there's not a lot to talk about. I mean, there's a lot of people, you know, a lot of them wearing Amazonian <laughs> dresses and stuff and armor and whatnot, walking around. I don't know. If, a... if you remember, though, we actually had to do a thing at some point where we're like, look, we're going to call a moratorium on Suicide Squad set picks. We're just going to have we're mm-hmm. going to call it. We're going to mm-hmm. we're not we, we can't talk about everyone. There's a flood. I am proud of them, though. With all the leaks, there was a moment where I was uh I mean, really, it was a not even a moment, a building set of weeks where I was worried that they were going to mm-hmm. release so many damn pictures that I was going to be able to, like, splice the film together my damn self. And, uh, yeah, yeah Ayer and Co. Uh, have done a pretty good job of making sure that's not possible. Yeah, I mean, I've got to say, we'll probably hit that wall with Wonder Woman soon because there, a lot of things have just been coming out. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of pictures of uh, Connie Nielsen on a horse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's great. <laughs> I don't know what to do with it. Though. Right, right. Um, so yeah, as, as it, as production really, I guess, winds down. I mean, they've been in production <laughs> been for a, a damn been going minute. for a while. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Anyway, so, um, next news bit, none of Fox's movies over the next two years will be made by a female director. Hmm. Has nothing to do with this show, but I saw the Tech Insider headline, thought someone should know. That, Plus, it was nice to hear crap about someone other than Wonder Warner Brothers. I, I, it's like, I, oh, Fox is in trouble now. Good. I don't want to. Good. I, I really don't want to <laughs> discount your point. Uh, just just because someone else is in trouble in 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 general, but I mean, Marvel just apparently spotted Nathan Fillion on set for Guardians of the Galaxy two. So I, I I know that undoes any kind of problems I have with it. I don't know. I don't know, dude. It's <laughs> at this point. I don't know how far they could go before they made me mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So the Flash have apparently set their sights on a supporting cast. This is rumor, but it is a rumor from Heroic Hollywood and Umberto Gonzalez. So that does usually turn out to be You have at true. this point graded him as pretty damn good rumor material. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is just how they they announce things now uh, from the studios. They just tell him, I don't know. Right. Like, look, we can't really we we can't officially say anything yet because people don't want us to, but go ahead and leak this out. I just think he's got a secretary think. somewhere that sends him copies of memos. Yeah, I don't know how he knows all this crap, but he's usually right. So, I w- anyway, I want her contact information though, buddy. <laughs> yeah. But he says that 
Warner Brothers is looking for actors to fill the roles of five comic book characters from The Flash. Barry Allen's love interest, Iris West. Eobard Thawne. Yay! A.K.A. Reverse Flash. Barry's closest friend, Detective Fred Shire. All right. Whatever, whoever that is. Yeah, sure. Who's reportedly... Who's reportedly investigating an unusual death at Thawne Laboratories. Okay. Mm, Lynn, Lynn Snart, a.k.a. Captain Cold, mm. and Jay Garrick, <laughs> who supposedly just has a cameo appearance. Oh, still. Yeah. Oh. And, you know, here's the thing. I heard about this, too. Apparently, there's a rumor that they're maybe talking to Emma Watson about being Iris. Cool. Which would be, you know, interesting in that they're going away from the New 52. Yeah, but DC itself is going away from the New 52. God, wouldn't that be wonderful if they just did? Like, I mean, <laughs> I, we're, I, you know. we have officially decided that, uh, how to put it earlier, that uh, the New 52 is not source material. It is precedented only. So right. if something happened in the New 52, <laughs> you can pull from it if you want to. But right. we're all going to have to kind of admit that it's probably not like what's going to... I think in the years to come, when we look back in 15 years, uh, there's only going to be a few things out of New 52 that really, like, stuck. Well, really, with as many times as DC has rebooted, all of the comics are really... <laughs> all of the comics, really, are precedent and source, but not source at all. Right. <laughs> like, it's just... Loose. It is. Thanks, it Dan. is. It, it's. Thanks for that. Thanks for giving us that term. Um, it's not Dan's fault. No, though. He, it was the, the, I, before him. He. Uh, I almost. Feel, I, well, I do feel bad. We've been down on him for even inventing such a thing as convergence and the loose continuity theory. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, what the hell? What? What? What could he do? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uphill battle. Uphill battle. I feel him. <laughs> So on over to the Justice League. J.K. Simmons, this just dropped. He says his role in Justice League will be very small. Aw. I know. But then again, the whole time I was like, J.K. Simmons, why would you hire J.K. Simmons as Commissioner frickin' Gordon Mm -hmm. if you were going to put him in Justice League? How is he going to fill a role in Justice League? Justice League is going to be all these other people. Yeah, Justice League is is a a planetary concern. What is the Commissioner of Gotham? They're setting up the universe. I know, I know, I know. Do you really, do you really cast J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon? If you're not planning a Batman solo movie, I mean, we know they are now because they've announced it. But, yeah. Oh, let's do that. All the pieces. All the pieces. So Willem Dafoe was cast in Justice League Part 1, and apparently he's not going to be a bad guy. And that is the strangest piece of news so far this week. <laughs> yeah. Some people have said that he's that guy's be playing eyes Dr. Fate. just reek bad guy. I mean, he's got them or crazy eyes. Really right? creepy good guy. Sure. Really creepy good guy. Yeah, but... I, you know, there's been a lot of rumors, a lot of conjecture, uh, nothing even, like, substantial as far as rumors go. Like, no. not even, like, you know, uh, any of the, the, the rumor mills that are actually, like, you know, pretty solid are saying anything. But uh, I did see someone uh, reposted a picture, a theory, on Twitter mm-hmm. with all caps, NO, PLEASE GOD, NO. <laughs> And it was a picture of Hal Jordan as Parallax next to uh, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> oh, God. And part of me went, I agree. I hope that's not true. But then, like, this other part of me who was, like, all really into Final Night and shit was like, oh, that would be so cool. <laughs> 
There's got to be one party that's like, well, it's William Defoe. Whatever you give him, he'll make it work. But William Defoe, uh, my top choices for William Defoe at this point would, I mean, I mean, you said Doctor Fate. That you, that Doctor Fate sure won't I, hurt my damn feelings. I've heard that. I still got blue balls from totally watching Constantine about Doctor Fate. Oh gosh, yeah. So I would like, you know, I would do. Uh, I'd be perfectly willing to watch him. I mean, I'm going to watch him do whatever. But sure, <laughs> you're going to watch him do whatever anyway. the fuck he ends up doing because right, we're right. we'd Will buy Defoe tickets. And Justice League, and yeah, we'd already have have tickets um. if they were for sale. <laughs> I would like to see him play Dead Man, though. Oh, that would be nice. I always thought of Dead Man as a little I mean, younger, though. I mean, he died in his like acrobatic prime. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you don't have to have. He's dead. He looks all shriveled and wrinkled like Willem Dafoe now. Oh, that's a good point. So, <laughs> hey, dying will age I you. Say that. Sorry, don't know what to tell you. Yeah, dying will age you. Screw you, uh, Casper. Yeah. <laughs> Unrealistic. No, he just looks. He doesn't look. If you look, look hard at Casper next time, or go find a picture of him. He doesn't really look like a kid so much as he looks like like a little fat old accountant. <laughs> He looks like a sweat drop of the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man, dude. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> he looks like, uh, what's his face, from the dad from uh, Eight is Enough. Right. So, <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, we're going to have fun speculating uh, about William Defoe over the next several months before they tell us something. Yeah. Oh, hey. So, uh, another big rumor that... Again, from a really credible source, Latino Review mm-hmm. is reporting on the Green Lantern Corps movie that they're going to do three Earth Lanterns, saying that Hal Jordan, John Stewart, and Kyle Rayner yes! will be in the film. I want my Kyle. I want my Kyle Rayner. I know you do, buddy. And they're saying that the studio is looking for someone in the age range of Matt Damon <laughs> to play Hal Jordan. All right. Why say age range yeah. when you really just want to grab Matt Damon? But okay. <laughs> I'll let you pretend to be coy. Right. I, you know, I got an idea. Uh, you think Ryan Matt Damon Reynolds. has the, uh, like, <laughs> do you think there's any damn reason he he doesn't read this press release and go, oh, like me? Are you, are you fucking like me? Right. What, right. Why do I not have a received phone call from you on my phone right now? I don't know. Matt Damon is kind of the. I'm not gonna play a superhero. You're the I'm born Jason identity you bastard. You've already done half that. You're fine. I'm Jason Bourne. I'm gonna be Batman. No, you can't. No, you can't. Um. <laughs> so anyway, on to some Shazam news. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We this came out last week, and I didn't mention it because it was just you know scuttlebutt. Mm. But, like, you know, The Rock, you know The Rock. He's been cast as Black Adam. Pretty much the only thing they know we know about this movie is that The Rock is Black Adam. Right. And there was, and it, keeps... wasn't there a time where the, the studio, I don't know, it was another rumor, but it, it, it the way it sounded was like the studio offered him, hey, which one of the roles do you want? Yeah. We want you in this That's movie. Yeah. Um, that is what happened. And uh, so, and he's coming out as Black tiff. Adam, which I don't, I don't blame him. He looks like Black Adam. Well, yeah, but, he does. Um, you get those sideburns yeah, down just, and we're done, know. motherfucker. You got this. <laughs> he's been showing up on uh, social media wearing Superman shirts. Then he was on MTV Movie Awards wearing a Superman uh, outfit, mm-hmm. a Superman costume. 
They showed up wearing a Black Adam shirt afterward. Nice. And uh, did like a Instagram thing going like Black Adam is coming and it won't happen in the first movie, but he's gonna fight. He's gonna fight Superman. He's got a throwdown coming. Blah blah blah. Like, Every okay, time I've whatever. ever read what it, it's mean? a great fight. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> The Rock is just all about it, even though there's no news. Turns out though, <laughs> Warner Brothers is still waiting on a script. <laughs> so. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him, though, to like try to get a hype going, like, no, I want to fight Superman. How do I make this happen? All right, publicist, come here. I have a plan. Like, no, there's no, there's not even a publicist thing going on here. I'm sure he has a publicist. Like, yeah, that's a good point. Does he need one? one? Yeah, I'm sure. No one doesn't know about him. I'm sure he had, I'm sure he had, I'm sure he has one. Yeah. But there are two people in on this earth who just petition for themselves like no one else. That is The Rock and Vin Diesel. <laughs> Vin Diesel got a Riddick movie made on the pure, mo- the sheer momentum of getting his Facebook fans riled up when he told them that there was news and there wasn't. Well they done. Something to expect a Riddick thing and everyone flipped their shit and convinced the studio to make it and then it was awful and no one bought it. <laughs> yeah, I'll never watch that. And but I, good for him. Looks like he's probably got to do it again. I mean, this is how he got in the Marvel movies, uh, yeah. man. Yeah. But hey, <laughs> I guess I guess The Rock is trying the same thing, and he's really good at that crap. So no, and whatever, man. I'm already sold. I, I more power. I don't to you. care if don't that's know. true or not. I, yeah, I want to see Black Adam fight Superman. Sounds fucking me great. too. Me too. If that keeps a third San Andreas movie from happening, I'm all absolutely. <laughs> like guys. <laughs> no I mean, more earthquakes. Look, it, you know the refer like the the sequel to uh, San Andreas just should have been Arizona Bay. Yeah, sure. It anyway. <laughs> oh man, you ready to jump over to TV? Of course I am. Cool. Uh, so the dreaded Krypton mm. prequel series mm. from David S. Goyer has gotten a pilot order from Sci Fi. God. Okay. Yeah. And apparently, that that really is like it, I feel like you just told me that the interest rate on my mortgage was going up. Yeah. Um, okay. No, nah, I, I mean I feel like you know on top of Lucifer getting renewed and our uh, bail officially being denied. Yeah, I I, I kind of feel like I just <laughs> found out that we were accused of shanking a guy and now we're going into solitary confinement. Right. <laughs> I I don't get me wrong, man. It's it's. Any material attached to Superman, just there's going to be a small amount of hope, no matter what I do. But mm-hmm. yeah. it's it's hard. It's hard. It's uh, mm. so apparently the Krypton series will be set during the time of Superman's grandfather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why, but it is. Uh, the storyline will be centered around uh, Superman's grandfather as he fights to redeem the House of El's honor and save his world from utter chaos. Well, we know how that works. I mean, you know how that turns yeah. out. I don't really care. No, I don't want to know. I don't want to see that. It's kind. Of, it, it, like, um, like we said, it's hard to create a series where there's tension and build up, and you know something you're like desperate to tune into when you know mm-hmm. at the end of the series everyone blows up. Well, uh, you know, yeah, it's like, oh, okay. Well, uh, you know, a century after the or two centuries or whatever after the show, uh, well, Krypton explodes. Uh, <laughs> okay. What about that honor storyline? Oh, um, eh. I mean, 
their generations have enough retain enough honor to that Jarrell's still kind of a uh, big man on campus. So, you know, I don't know. Anyway, so um, well, the executive we'll producers deal with that when it comes. will be the executive producers will be Damian Kindler of Sleepy Hollow and uh, Cole McCarthy of Peaky Blinders. Uh, that's actually not really. That's actually not bad. And uh, Colm is going to direct the pilot. Uh, so that's decent. I, I, that's decent pedigree. Peaky Blinders uh, is by... kind of clever, kind of killing it over there. And uh, Sleepy Hollow mm. has really had its moments from here and you know time to time. It's falling off. Yeah, but... Sleepy Hollow. Like I, that was a show I gave up on. Yeah, I gave up on it too. And but for a second, it was actually kind of fun. Uh, spoilers for Sleepy Hollow. They killed off a main character and people are flipping out and threatening to never watch the show again. So. <clears throat> Does that happen recently? I haven't kept up in a long time. Yeah. You you want me to tell you who it was? Mm, yes. <laughs> um, the main girl. <laughs> I don't remember her name. Oh, Ichabod's wife? <laughs> no, 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 no. The, uh, the detective? The cop. Yeah. What's her face? Or, no, What's she was an name? FBI agent, I think, last time I saw her. I, I, yeah, I, lost, I lost track. They Is killed right? her? Abby? Yeah, they killed her Holy off. Holy shit, that actually might be a good show again now. <laughs> they they uh, kind of needed yeah, well, to like grab a good deep pull. And, uh, you know, the critics have, uh, well, apparently the fans have flipped out, and like the critics have said, it was the last desperate attempt to revive a shitty show. That's my first guess, yeah. Um, um, is And as much... Your, well, your ratings you know, but, were just in the toilet, so... Yeah, I mean, ba- but but you know, based on this on this BVS debacle, I kind of want to go. You know, maybe they're wrong. <laughs> maybe it became good. I'm not willing to go back and watch it to find I, out. I just, it's not even. I'm not I even being enough. hateful here. I'm really not. I actually enjoyed like Sleepy we, Hollow as long as I've watched it, and I swear I'm probably only like seven episodes behind what you're talking about. I really, I'm, I'm close. I could mm-hmm. probably do this. I don't have time. <laughs> I literally do not have I don't time. Either. We got a damn Krypton pilot now. I, I, there's, I need to sleep at some point. Yeah, and you know, I, I, I mean, look, I gave up on Sleepy Hollow before we ever started doing this podcast. I was hanging in there because I was. I, it was my laundry show. There was like, yeah, there was like a week. There was like a week where I was just like the shows. All the shows came back. I was like, okay, I'll give you a couple of episodes. There were a few episodes, a few shows like that. Yeah, and most of them got thrown out because it was like, no, I'm sorry, Blacklist, you failed me. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sleepy Hollow. You go in the trash too. I can't handle those. Are like two of the ones, and I don't mention more because I can't remember what they were. I don't know. I don't no, for me, it was Sleepy Hollow and Grim. <laughs> I, I didn't watch Grim. <laughs> I, I I actually have liked it from I time to hear, time, but it's I could hear gr- dialogue from Grim like seeping out of your room, and I just thought, oh God, help me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was it was it was like hearing your parents have sex. The same feeling of shame. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, what is happening? Like, Jason's a good writer. He enjoys good writing. He reads Nero Wolf for God's sake. <laughs> no part of him should be listening to that. <laughs> anyway, it's just it's no look. I'm I'm sure people can relate to this. There are just shows that are just interesting enough that you can have on in the background. Right. And still be doing, you know, I I just called them laundry shows. I think that... And hey, you know, to any actual Grimm fans out there who are really offended by everything I just said, I'm really sorry, but I, I just, I couldn't do it. It was, it's bad. And I love you, and I hope you still listen to us. <laughs>
It uh, different strokes, different folks, man. There, there really were parts of it that had promise, and I just, uh, I haven't had time. I really haven't time. You know, the sad part is, I, I liked a lot of concepts that you explained to me from the show. I liked a lot of the concepts, but just the dialogue. Ooh, there were some rough moments, man. There were some rough moments. <laughs> anyway, um, over to Supergirl. I guess uh, Kreisberg is promising a more confident Supergirl. Is he promising anything? See, if Supergirl, if Supergirl gets renewed, he says this whole season has been about her embracing being Supergirl. In a way, the finale was her graduation episode. She hadn't fully figured out how to integrate being Supergirl into her life. This whole season has been a learning experience for her. At the end of this episode, she's fully Supergirl. Next season, you're going to see a Supergirl who is more mature and a bit more of a cohesive character. She's taken the identity of Kara and the identity of Supergirl and merged them in a better way. You're just going to see a more confident, stronger Supergirl than we've ever seen before. That was not, apparently, that was not a promise of a Supergirl season two, though. No, that's that's what I was asking. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know what the hell's holding up that news. But Kreisberg says that whoever was in the pod at the end of the episode will definitely shake things up. He says it's an important character and they'll play an important role in season two. Again, I don't want to give away too much, but it'll be cool. The fans are going to be excited. Uh, oh, it may. Kreisberg also said that if there is a season two, it will most likely tackle the evolution of Kara and Kat's working relationship, as well as Hank's Martian manhunterness. <laughs> um, there was a separate uh, a separate statement. Executive producer Ali Adler said that they are currently in talks with CBS regarding what season two will look like. I'm pretty sure, and they keep saying, like I've read a couple of articles here and there saying that they are planning to announce it in May. All right. I just, I, this is, this is where we have limited knowledge and, and uh, just a fair plopping of ignorance. I don't know what's holding it up. I, I can't figure it out. Mm. I, for my life, well, I can't I see mean, the percentage and not having told everyone right now. The, the, hey, you know. The uh, CBS uh, president has said that they're not uh, that they are re- uh, renewing all of their freshman shows, which Super uh, Supergirl would be. Yeah, that would so. that would technically qualify as uh, yeah, a confident statement, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but not an official announcement. Right, I want that press release. I do. Yeah, me too. But uh, everything to he Flash. just said though sounds really great. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Really great. Absolutely. Not as great as hey, we're gonna steer away from cheesy villains. Yeah, um, <laughs> I could I could deal with that. Yeah. No more live wire. Um, but yeah, hey, you know whatever. Uh, over the flash, Greg Berlanti uh, wrote an interesting tweet. He's apparently a lot of people have been flipping out and talking about like, oh, we love Jay, blah blah blah. Why would you treat the character of Jay Garrick like this? Sure. He said that they love Jay Garrick and they loved him, and they would never make Jay Garrick a bad guy. Keep watching. So again. I still say it's a third Teddy Sears in that mask. It might not be a Teddy Sears. It might not be Teddy. I can't... Uh, um, let me put it this way. What's wrong with the theory of that's the real Jay Garrick, the real Jay Garrick, um, the one that is present moving to future, and he has threatened his present moving to future tent self with the, the past Jay Garrick that he sent back as a time remnant? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess nothing. I still... I know I've already lost a dollar to Supergirl having a karaoke scene, but... <laughs> doubling down doubling down I, on a third teddy sears i you know i love teddy sears i'm oh, not man. sure dude's good I, you know what i'll take In that it last episode way. i'll take he it either was, way oh. oh he's amazing i'll take it either way though i, I will i'll uh 
if um say i don't know earth three or earth fours jay garrick was you know hunter zolomon yeah all right you know i was like there's a part of me that was just like no that's horse shit and then i thought well you accepted it earlier this season i don't know what your problem is yeah i, I had another theory going that except that, that jay garrick and hunter zolomon were the same person from two different <laughs> yeah from different pla- I, like i had a i had another theory going that they um that kind of, like zoom while he was chasing down speedsters which for him is uh you know he's got a it, it's a limit like he has to do it it's it's not quite an addiction it's more of like a medication situation for him that he had already gone to e x you know right and chase down whatever speedsters he could find and pretty much take them out of the game but uh, yeah it, it, there was there's a lot I of think... room for other speedsters other jays other hunters other berries yeah. all getting taken out sure. of the game by just this one guy. I'm not sure that the real Jay Garrick will be Teddy Sears, though. And I say that because there is a... there. Well, I don't know. That that could be proven false, too. But anyway. Um, <laughs> We're at that stage what, what, with the Flash what, right now where it's hard to do anything that's not speculative. I know. But, you know, one thing that keeps echoing in my head is when that helmet flies through the portal, it had to have come from somewhere. Now, the scene where we see it fly into the portal from the rooftop, uh, that might actually have been a lie. I mean, it might have, you know, I don't know. Or it might uh, have been it, the truth. It, Who knows? It could but have been the truth. Eobard Thawne but... saw that helmet, and Eobard saw that, and in Earth 1, Eobard saw that helmet. They said, what is that? And he said, that's my cue. Yeah. Because his ass did not want to be anywhere near when that shit went Right. Down. He didn't want another speedster coming in there. He knew who Jay Garrick so was. So we know there is a Jay so... Garrick that's, you know, speedy. He, um... Mm-hmm. Actually, in this universe, I shouldn't use that term. It's quick. No. no shouldn't use that term either. It's very fast. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, he like we know there's another one, and yeah, that could have been a complete lie where he just throws the helmet toward the portal, but it actually makes a lot more sense that the portal was surprising in a way. That like he was already mm-hmm. kind of breaching portals himself to go find other people, mm-hmm. or at least taking advantage of other people being able to reach portals as soon as he... Because you saw in the last episode, he has almost a preternatural sense of when a portal has been opened. Um, mm-hmm. It's one of the like, it's one of the I would like a better explanation of this kind of things. Like, why does he know the moment Cisco mm-hmm. opens that portal? Because he doesn't have vibes abilities, so mm-hmm. he very easily could have already been taking advantage of of being able to kind of feel when that's happening. However, he's doing it instinct. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What if this? What if this? Okay. Um... You remember trajectory when she took the velocity of nine? She went so fast she blue lightning dissolved, right? Right? Yeah. But she actually dissolved. What if she didn't? What if she just breached? That's what breaching looks like if you turn into the blue lightning. Mm-hmm. I mean, the as far as like the, the portal breaching, like I mean, he like Zoom had uh, Cisco running around doing stuff because he wanted to remain corporeal. Sure. What if he got to a point, almost went that fast, saw other universes, but stopped himself, then? Used like sought out other metahumans, found Cisco, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Cisco was the, was the key opening those portals, which is why he hasn't been able to come back. And by the way, there's a, there's a Cisco, Cisco everywhere. Like opened. he op- he he knows who Reverb is, and he openly accepts Vibe when he hears him called Vibe. Right. He knows exactly who he is. Like there's no reason he can't just right. be chasing down Cisco Ramon everywhere he can, every other universe, right? right and right, using right, him right. as the key. But. What if that that scene on the rooftop? I mean, you you might be right. You that could very well be. It could be another Teddy Sears. It really could. God, I just want more of this. Show. Yep. I want to watch it yep. right now. I wish it was on right now. I know. I'd stop doing this podcast and go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, enough of that diatribe. Um. 
So over on Arrow, calculators are returning to episode 21. Um, David Ramsey had some uh, some thoughts on where his character is heading. He says, post-traumatic stress syndrome has happened to the whole team after Laurel's death. He's no exception, and so we're seeing a diggle that we've never seen before. Uh, what happened to his brother, the betrayal, the not death, the hive, the not quite hive. He is on an emotional tailspin. His wife, now part of this organization, Argus, which clearly has its own agenda, that he's never really fully agreed with. So I think we're looking at the Diggle, who is a nut, who has a nuts, who is a nuts and bolts kind of guy. And there was uh, a great line that Lila's had during the uh, Suicide Squad episode of season two. She said very clearly, "You see the world in black and white, and the world is much more complicated." And I think that's always been his Achilles' heel. You're going to see a Diggle who has to deal with the gray, and because of that, he is fractured, and he's willing to do things that you never would have thought him to do. That sounds great, actually. It absolutely does. What if season five is Diggle being the bad guy? Oh, I could deal with that in a heartbeat. Just, just. And, you know, the fun part is, uh, man, I feel like they would write him as the bad guy for what he feels are the right reasons. They would make him a, a justified mm-hmm. villain. Mm-hmm. He's decided that, you know, everyone's everyone's got it wrong, and he's figured it out, and you're going to do it his way now. <laughs> yeah. It'd be hard for him. I mean, because get... we, we've, in like the last two episodes, uh, they've dealt with the fact that he still can't take Oliver hand to hand, one to one. Yeah. So maybe not. <laughs> hey, if he's going gray areas, why doesn't he show up at the League of Assassins and ask for some training? Right. Right. I mean, granted, granted, well, he's taken out him. like 17 of those guys like by himself. So clearly he's <laughs> he mm-hmm. surpassed it. But and it seems like Nissa maybe could show him a few things. Malcolm just shows up. You and I are not too, not not too dissimilar. Yeah. Let me just say that. What do you mean, Malcolm? You're evil. No, no. Uh, I like to lie. Right. And uh, you're right. All of this could have been avoided if Oliver would have just lied to everyone. <laughs> Everyone's going. <laughs> See, so we agree. I've told him every season he has to lie. Now, how would you like to go do some one-handed training? <laughs> right. Sure, but we have to do something about that helmet. I know, Cisco's just really busy right now. Right? It's been a long time. Like, he's figuring out how to be a superhero. We, we can't... Got a lot of shit on his plate, man. I could see Merlin doing that, though, like, trying to train Diggle going, if I can teach... If I can beat you with one hand, imagine what you could do if I taught you everything and you had both. Right. So, there were some Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow synopsises... Synopsi? Synopses, I think. <laughs> Synopses. I like that, too. Um... That came out, I'm not going to get into them, because they're kind of spo- more spoilery than I want them to be, yeah. and I wish I hadn't read them. I read them. I had the same feeling about them this week, actually. So, um, not going to really jump into that. There's also uh, a rumor that someone is going to die on Legends of Tomorrow, but there's other news that's really spoilery. Uh, who knows, man? Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> I, I haven't I read I any of those things. I'm just still going to guess Kendra. Fingers crossed, man. No, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> just going to tell you the math leads to Kendra. They can't kill Sarah because yeah. Lance has already lost one of his daughters and can't lose the other one. Right. That's going to be right. a whole thing. Right. Can't kill Ray because, are you fucking stupid? Uh, you can't kill Jax or Stein <laughs> because, right. well, that's part and parcel. Uh, Mick and mm-hmm. Snart, <sighs> come on. We've already played with killing one of them. They're not going to do that again. Uh, and Kendra is kind of the one that like she's a lemming anyway. Mm-hmm. So, and they've already dealt with. Well, you can only love someone so much in this lifetime, oh, and all yeah. that. 
they're not going to kill, yeah. I mean, they're not going to kill Stein because if they did, they'd have to go back because they would, they would just be like, oh, well, he never existed. And uh, unless they can get that baby back, I don't know. <laughs> We're actually, to, to figure it out, to be, uh, hey, look, that's my first take. That's, that's, yeah. these are the reasons I think they won't kill anyone except her. If you ask me which one they were going to kill right now. Right. Um, but yeah. It'd be funny if they just kept killing, if they like killed her, somehow brought back Hawkman and then killed him the next season and brought her back. <laughs> like they're just like out of sync the entire time. They keep using and time you know travel to come back to the previous thing and still getting shanked. And you know what? I'm a progressive guy. I think they should kill her, bring back Hawkman. I think Ray should take a shot at him. There you go. There you go. Actually, I think I think Ray's just lonely. I honestly, think Ray and the suit could probably take Hawkman. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't mean fight him. I think they should date. Oh, I think Ray's real lonely. Oh, Ray's real lonely. I see. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? I think I just have a thing for wings. That's weird. <laughs> It not unprecedented. It's not. <laughs> I, look, that's my. That's, At that point, you know, that's where you see like Sarah Lance going to go. Okay, this is just getting ridiculous. Right? Yeah, she <laughs> would be the voice of reason here. Like, just Mick and <laughs> Mick and Snart just kind of look at each other like with a turned eyebrow and just you know whatever kind of walk away kind of thing. Yeah, I, you know, I would, I would probably, I would probably get rid of. I probably would get rid of Kendra. Uh, again, that's my first take. I think she makes the most sense as the one who would die if someone's going to. Yeah, she like too. part of I her so. character is that she dies all the time. That that's yeah. what leads yeah, you down that, that path. That is part of her right? character. So absolutely, yeah. That's why it made sense for uh, what's his face Hawkman to die. One of the hawks was you know going to get clipped. Yeah, yeah. But since they're always more interesting when one of the when they're apart, like, and I'm not even joking. Like Hawk Girl and Justice League Unlimited was amazing. Yes, she was. Like, and she did not have like she had this dude, and they they treated it so so beautifully. Uh, I think it was what was it, Starcross? Is that the name of the episode where like Hawkman comes back and he's like, "But we're supposed to be together." Blah blah blah. No, blah. I think you nailed that. We are destined to be together, and she just like just like f you, man. And she's <laughs> like, he's like, no, nope, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go tongue down John Stewart over here. Right. Um, <laughs> Good luck with that, buddy. Nope, we're not doing that. Like ah. Uh, I am a I am a progressive modern woman. I will make my own decisions. Destiny and some dude with some wings ain't gonna tell me nothing. Right. I loved her and John Stewart on that show. See, I really did. Flash forward. Flash forward to Warhawk and Batman Beyond. <laughs> the son of Kendra and or Shira, whoever Shira and John. Anyway, <laughs> it was gorgeous oh, stuff. It was. It was. It's great. It's great stuff. Um, I think that's all I have. Is it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. We did get all the I know they legends. just I so Gotham say, just went that, newsless. Just radio silence from Gotham. Um, well, it's usually the, it's the same stuff we don't really cover, like promos and stuff. Yeah, that happens. We'll just um, say Azrael. Right, right. There's a lot of pictures of Azrael. Like, oh, look at the Azrael guy. I'm like, yeah, well. Yeah, we covered that like the episode two with months Azra ago. We'll be out. So, yeah. well, <laughs> when we saw the set pics for him in costume, we went, "Oh, that looks good." And yeah, we, yeah we, we've taken care of that. Yeah. Um, plus, it is it is getting dangerously close to the end of the season, where uh, synopses and and speculation and producers' comments are getting to the point where I don't want to. You know, I watch all these shows in some case trudge through some of them 
I don't want anything ruined that doesn't have to be ruined. Right. Just because I like talking about these things on a podcast. Yeah, you still want to be able to actually enjoy them for half a second. Right. Yeah. Because I feel like I would rather have a reaction that is true to the reaction that I should have had if I wasn't doing this podcast, which would no, be there's, of, there's some love you know, in it. Like you, you just, right. You, you want to actually be I don't able to know everything. Yeah. So as we've discussed. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there was some stuff on Gotham, but you know, I opted not to, uh, I got like halfway through a couple of headlines and went, Oh no. Oh, oh hell no. Okay. <laughs> but it was very light on, on Gotham this week. Um, they kind of, they're getting to that. Also, I think they're on an off week. I don't think we're going to see a Gotham this week. Oh, really? We do have a Lucifer this week, don't we? Finale. Absolutely. Good, good. Uh, this is the first time I've ever been actually excited for a Lucifer episode. I was like, wait, it's the end, right? Yeah. No, they <laughs> they uh, they have to do something. They literally have to do something. Although the synopsis was, was pretty much, how do Chloe and Lucifer get out of this jam? <laughs> that's, the, that's the synopsis for every, every show ever. Every fucking episode, right? that's not even of lucifer of just every show in general (laughs) that is just the rote how do we get out of this jam that's like that is the underlying premise behind every episode of every sitcom you've ever seen right it was uh hold on when lucifer is framed for murder he and chloe must work together to clear his name and prove the identity of the true killer so they took the least interesting aspect of the entire like Uh penultimate episode and made that the synopsis and here's the thing here's the thing and I hope you'll believe me. I know you're not gonna you're not gonna follow up and check for yourself because you don't have that kind of time. Um, I shall try if I need to. I re no. I re you won't. I recently watched <laughs> an episode. It was a two part episode of the X Files that did the exact synopsis that you just read. Uh huh. Like Mulder working together with Scully after he's been framed for murder. Of course. It was a brilliant piece of television. I knew he was. I knew he was not gonna. Why stay in jail? I knew, he, I knew he didn't kill the people. I I knew all of these things, but I was on the edge of my seat. They did it so well. It can be done. I know it can. I, I just uh... it tied into the overall mythology. It was intricate. It was just well done. Just mwah, just like a fine <laughs> Italian meal. Oh, the, the flavors, the aroma. The flavors, the textures, the aromas, the, oh, it was just, it was brilliant. Just, it was all there. Everything I needed. Oh. They won't do that on Lucifer. It's, (laughs) the evidence so far says no. Um, I I did, I I wanted to, since that's the only news we have about Gotham is that they're going to be awful week. It's pretty much, you know, hey, that's why you missed last night's episode. Don't bother chasing anything right. down on hulu because we'll be airing um, tuesday so you know i suspect i suspect that this finale of lucifer will have the flavor profile of a rusty uh butthole of a rusty <laughs> <laughs> of a <laughs> of a rusty balloon knot i'll say um but <laughs> it'll be as enticing as a forgotten bit of cabbage <laughs> but yeah. About as anyway. interesting as the fourth corner of a square. <laughs> I, I sincerely, I know we, we we shit on Lucifer every chance we get, but I actually, I don't think you saw it because you're not on Snapchat. 
Um, not. I recently I recently joined Snapchat. David C. Robertson, uh, if you want to look me up, um, it's the same as uh, same as my Twitter handle, David C. Robertson. But uh, I recently did like a little thing where it was uh, I took a Batman action figure and a Joker action figure that I have on my desk, and I like tracked smiley face like a devil emoticon and a uh, angel emoticon onto both of them, of and just bounced 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 the camera up and down, and went. Blah, 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 blah. Good and evil, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> With the message still better than Lucifer. <laughs> I got, like, I, I posted it onto the DC on screen Twitter as well. Got more likes than I thought I would. <laughs> I even put, like, an emoticon of, of uh, sleeping like a sleeping emoticon with the Z's coming up and just like wrote me arrow. <laughs> that sounds right. Oh man. I know. I really want Lucifer to be good. That this one show that like, I feel every episode, it feels like a missed opportunity. It's like every time I watch the show, it's like, I think back to that, you know, to a job interview where I didn't wear the right tie or something. You know? Right. I just, <laughs> <clears throat> Just you know. wanted that phone number and you you just said the wrong thing at the last second and she walked away. It's it's, <laughs> oh. I, you know, and, and I, every now and then it just it hints at something that could be worth it, but it's it's just, mm-hmm. it's not yet. It's not yet. It's just not. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I'm done. You got anything else? No, I'm good. Good. Cool. We are DC On Screen. Thank you so much for listening and following us on Facebook and Twitter. And thank you for subscribing to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, we, by the way, we've been having a lot of fun talking to a lot of great listeners like uh, Freddie Ubaldo, Gre- uh, Jay Greenwall, uh, Scott Madison from SimplySyndicated.com, uh, Yoda Hugh, and of course uh, Scott and Tim over at the Suicide Squad cast. Those guys always shout us out, and we are ever appreciative and love that show. Uh, it's Damn, really grateful. good stuff. Uh, damn grateful indeed um it's weird it's like every time i listen to their show and every time they mention us i get a little i get butterflies in my stomach and right go, <laughs> i'm so happy i'm so damn happy there are there are podcast uh, our podcast crushes <laughs> you've got a you've got a squad cast crush yeah yeah a podcast crush i don't buy me buddy like, yeah. i'm you yeah every time on twitter they ha- they, like, they write at dc on screen i go <gasps> what 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 it's um, so nice <laughs> it's so nice to hear from those guys it is. It's always really nice, and we we're, we're trying to put together a, a crossover episode uh, sometime in the summer because Jason over here has got to get married and all that crap. I know so. it was some bullshit. I didn't plan around the show. That's my fault. <laughs> you and you're building a life. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> that's re- that's on me. That's on me. Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't you know what's important in life? Comic books. <laughs> <laughs> Comic books and talking to people about comic books. That's what's important in life. I understood that. But for a fleeting moment, I was like, ah, I should probably start my family. And, uh, ah, fuck right. me. I just, I made a choice. Right. I'll have to live with it now. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, I get the feeling that one of us at the pearly gates is going to hear, what the hell were you thinking? I'll leave <laughs> it up to the, to the listeners to decide who that was, who that's going to be. Um, <laughs> Incidentally, love you, honey. See you. Sorry. <laughs> love you. 
Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> so yeah, come join in conversation like this. <laughs> um, we are proud members of the Giant Size Team Up Network, GiantSizeTeamUp.com, to check out all of those cool shows, cool ass shows, man. Uh, oh yeah. Breaking the Panel, Blazing Defender Report, Us. <laughs> of course, and us. Of course, mm-hmm. us. Yeah. We're there. And so of, clearly. And of course. Our sister show, the MCU Cast, Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, MCUcast.com, uh, to go check those guys out. Uh, they're also on the uh, Giant Sus Team Up uh, site. Um, actually, I'm about to go hang out with Matt right now. Yeah. So, woo! That doesn't mean anyone should do. actually vote for them over us. I mean, in, in a coming venture, you remember. You remember where you heard right. about voting. Right. You vote for us, because uh, things, stuff and things. We'll get to that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I'm going to go hang out with Matt of the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. We're probably going to get a case of Lupa or 12 there you go. and we'll have a whole roster of new episode reviews coming over the weekend as the television season winds down. It's going to be it's an exciting time. Season finales, man. I can smell them. I can mm-hmm. smell them. It's like cookies baking in an oven. Oh, the cliffhangers are coming, baby. The cliffhangers are coming. Some of them already come. Uh, (laughs) Until next time, guys. I swear I'm going to stop talking. Keep some DC on your screen.